Welcome to episode one of the Masters of Sport podcast. This episode title is After Landing. After Landing. Nice. We're here with my co-host, Earl Kunkel, who also co-wrote Parabolic Periodization. That's me. Earl, thank you for being the co-host of our... Thanks for having me. ...starting Masters Thanks. of Sport podcast. Yeah. I feel let's, like Skeletor. <laughs> <laughs> so let's dive right into the uh, the pop culture fitness, and I don't even know if this counts as pop culture because it's it's like underground Z level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're not even a D celebrity on YouTube. <laughs> so um, I did a little a little uh, little attack maybe on Mark you made Ripito. some content. Yeah, I made some content discussing some things that Mark Ripito had said about, you know, your snatch should be half your deadlift. Uh, wow. Uh, Wait, let me think about that. There's no technique in, in weightlifting really uh, or that weightlifting coaches suck. And so he's Some of them do. Dude, <laughs> a lot of them suck. But, there's, but my whole argument was if they are that bad at their job, why doesn't he come into the sport and just dominate? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and oh, apparently, yeah. according to Jason, I brought up in the in the video. I mean, you probably saw the video. Yeah, I see all the videos. I was gonna say you probably wrote the <laughs> blog for it. Uh, I wasn't gonna put that one out there yet, but if you want to say it, um, one of the one of the things that he did or that I did was I was like, all right, I got a girl who's a seventy six. She's nineteen and she can snatch hundred kilos. Bring someone who's a male of her weight of her age and see if they can snatch hundred kilos. Uh, but apparently he just you said I sold this challenge it. up to him to do that, right? Like, sort of, yeah. Oh, man. It, Mark Ripito, he's the dude who looks like, oh, man, every time I see him, I, you ever listen to the band Earth? Yeah, the drone band. Yeah. yeah. Well, Dylan Carlson is like the dude in that band, and the two of them like look exactly alike. Okay. Except Dylan Carlson, when I saw him play, like open the one show, he had a big Bowie knife on him outside the show smoking a cigarette. And I just, we just walked up to him and we were like, nice set. He's like, yeah, thanks, man. And that was it. Like nothing more, nothing less. Like didn't want to engage in conversation. But every time I see Mark Ribbito, I think of him smoking a cigarette. Going, Love it. Yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> nice lift, man. <laughs> Instead of nice. <laughs> you know? That's pretty good. Right. He's the starting strength dude too, right? Isn't that his thing? That's his whole book, and that's, okay. that was his whole argument: is he sold more books than I have, oh, and no. so he's helped more people. Is he like in a freestyle rap battle, like saying how much he just dominates? <laughs> like, look at my sales, man. <laughs> look at the car I drove in yeah, on. Yeah. I got the iPhone 13 before anybody else. It's like, uh, what are they saying? Drake is now more popular than the Beatles. Yeah. Because he has more streams or something. Right. It's right. Like, yeah. Okay, I don't know. Right. I mean, that. I think that you had mentioned this as, like, that just shows the consumer education. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. I, I would argue, like, he's a better marketer. That's yeah. what I would argue, because I actually stole some ideas from his website. Like, his website's not that good, but there were some things that I actually met with Trevor about, and I was like, yo, we should steal this for our... Right, right. So it's like, dude, you're a better marketer, so... More people should take, a, like, advertising, marketing, communication yeah. classes in college... Media studies, especially because our world today is overly saturated with yes, it. Yes, and right? so they, la they learn how to consume that media specifically. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I agree with that. So that brings us to 
Yeah. The microdosing of success. Microdosing of success. So people think of microdosing and right away they probably start thinking of like hallucinogenics. Yeah, the like, first the first <laughs> thing when you were texting me this idea of talking about this on a podcast, you said Mike the microdosing idea. Or you had you had yeah. told me in person, then you brought up microdosing and I was like, Are we talking about drugs or No, nah, not at all. <laughs> but it like it's that idea, but we're not talking about it. It and is the release, though. It yes. is the release of yeah. like, that dopamine and like just pulling you through. And it's also a way to try to rewire the brain a little bit, too, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, so the idea is microdosing success. How do you train someone's brain to expect success? Right. So we're preparing for a competition, and like we want to launch bombs. We want to make. We want to go six for six with lifts. How do we start? Letting that athlete know, like, you can do this. This is going to happen where we, like, manifest it versus, like, cross my fingers, hope it happens yeah, yeah. type of thing. Um, and thinking about, like, your athlete typing. So, like, how do you train a Zen athlete to know they're going to go in and hit their open and snatch attempt? I think, well, first, I know that there's, a, like, a multi-layered question but my first thought would be one defining success for that individual so it's like each individual uh, I would say based off their sport based off of their their athlete typing what is success in that immediate you know in that immediate com competition or the upcoming competition uh, and then going a step back would be identifying what type of athlete they are type one type two type three so type one, if, if we're going to have somebody who is more of a Zen athlete, their first lift is usually going to be a little bit easier. It's going to be um, something that they, they have established in training that they're so consistent, they're so repetitive. They're, you know, type one personality or, or Zen athlete is somebody who's just going to come into the gym and they just do their work and they execute and they, they get out of it. Um, they leave, you know, they recover, they get to that next step of their, of their work, that they, their workload for training. So I think that the snatch for that opening attempt or that opening, you know, thinking about football, you're taking a snap, somebody like Tom Brady, it's like, it's more of just executing the same thing over and over again. Right, right. You, they've already taken that rep mentally. They've already taken that, that attempt uh, in the weight room. So let me think about this, maybe if more objective, like from a straight number standpoint, like do you want to see him hit that number like seven times, 10 times, like in a training session, like leading in, like that last block into the comp? Or is it like, if they can, I think even if more. they can ramp that for a triple that yeah. day, like, all yeah. right, I know, that, like, I think they're good. Yes, all right. triple, triple, I, th I think, I mean, I'm thinking about Haley right now, like, uh, just because she has a meet coming up in four weeks, and she's she's already hitting 80 two to three, two to three times a session right now. Um, okay. I'm, a, I'm pegging that as our opener. Gotcha. Uh, you know, as a having a range based on what's going to happen, but, like, I, I think that's, I think what you just said, you know, you hit, you hit that for a good, easy triple. It's the same thing with... Uh, with these other sports with throwing it's like all right come into the come into the comp with a good 80 percent throw on your first throw uh and it's going to be similar to that in powerlifting, uh maybe a little bit higher percentage but it's that it's that lift that you know is like 
maybe that last warm up before two really hard ones. You know. Okay, I got you. I think it's like I think looking at it that way so that everybody's confident going out there. Unless the goal is not necessarily success for that competition, but like an outrageous goal that it's a reach goal. Uh, okay. And I think that, that that's like I the, yeah, I think that's the most important way to go about. Uh, but, but the micro dosing would come into play where it's like, look, you hit this all the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you take this attempt consistently. So, so then if we pull back, right? So we get that, we want to see this number hit. Yeah. What are other things you have athletes do? to build to that success. Like, all right, we're not gonna be hitting PRs in our snatch, our clean and jerk, or necessarily with our shot or our discus, but like, I don't know, what are what's a lift early on? Like, right when you're starting, you know, when they're starting to comprehend their movements and things like that. Like a competitive lift or a variation? Or even a variation that like, you wanna see them like, push that number, like with your thrower, maybe it's like a push press behind the yeah, neck Yeah, behind the neck like jerk. That. I would say behind the neck jerk for throwers, I would say for, for wrestlers, a full clean. I would say for um, for weightlifters, it's gonna be like, if we're talking about snatch, it would be something like a high hang snatch. Okay. Uh, that they can hit a big number and be like, oh wow, I can do this. Yeah, yeah. That makes me think uh, um, Haley was more like, Two block snatch, right? Where she, she just hit eighty nine today. Yeah, like hit huge numbers yeah, off of that, yeah. and like, so that's like her lift. So you start identifying these lifts, yeah, for your athletes specific to yeah. them. Like, right. Do you mind sharing any other examples? <laughs> I, I don't want to get. Like, I think yeah, I I, I I can do that for sure. I think I think that for throwers, it's going to be a behind the neck jerk because it's it's easy, it's explosive as hell, and it's also you can hit really big weight moving things fast. Uh, and it does have a really good transfer to the sport. Uh, for, for a weightlifter, for, you know, for a snatch, it could be a high hang, it could be a two box, it could be a one box, it could be, dude, I've had, you know, Jules it used to be like a pause below the knee because she was so bad around the knee into her reciprocation point that when she would pause at the bottom of no man's land, it would actually help her feel that. Okay. Uh, I think for cleans, it's like, uh, I always like a one box clean because it's like if you if you hit a one box clean, it's a little bit easier based off of stress on your back, but you can definitely remove those seven inches and hit it. You know, yeah. uh, so I think that those are really good lifts for those two sports. But I I even for other sports will sit there and say, here's an elite. You know, I have a chart for a quiz, and it's like, look, if we if you can clean one sixty five, uh-huh. you should be medal in top two of the world champs. And now, now it's a little different because he's getting sl- he's getting older. But it's like, if he can hit fifty five, he sees that. It's like, yeah, that's only ten kilos away. Right, right. So it's like it's it's establishing that early on, so that they get that confidence that it's it's they're capable. Yeah, that's that's the whole thing, right? Building confidence. Yeah, so yeah. If you're building that confidence, like you can do it earlier with variations with lifts. Will you reprogram that variation then? Because you know it's like something they smash. Later on to peak them. Yeah. Yes. So at that same way then, that's like, I guess then that's the idea behind the microdose and success, right? Yeah, and I, I you, think. You keep setting them up to succeed. Yeah, and I, yes. And it's like, even to the point where, you know, we're a high volume system of training too. So it's also like, even, you know, with our, our youth athletes, because a, a lot of people might be watching and say, well, I don't have, I don't have world championship caliber athletes, you know, but the thing is, is like someone like Haley who started with me in seventh grade, she was doing triples and sets of four and just that constant uh, repetitive work 
one, imprinted the really good technique, but two, it's every rep, you're like, oh, I got it. Oh, I got it again. Oh, sweet, I got it again. Oh, I got it, I got it again. Right, right. Tired. And it's like, now the, the, body, the body is expecting success, and the body knows the success is going to be there, so then it starts to trick the brain into being yeah, like, yeah. look, I'm strong enough. I'm strong enough to do this. The body knows it's strong enough, but the brain doesn't know. Right, right. And, and so it's for us to be like, look, you are capable of doing this. And, and you know, it, and sometimes I, I, with the elite athletes, I actually think sometimes I struggle as being that, you know, that, uh, that leader of telling them like they are capable because Haley just said to me the other day, she's like, you know, sometimes it, it would, if you just said, just remind me how strong I am because she was clarking like 100 kilos and I wanted to throw something at her. <laughs> <laughs> and she actually was like being honest, like, because I was telling her how strong, I was like, dude, you're yeah. so strong right now. You know what you front squatted, you know what you back squatted. You are so freaking strong. It's, it's funny you say that because um, recently, like with the videos being posted and like, uh, I remember when she was younger, she was always like strong, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But now she's like strong and looks like yoked. Like, yeah, just jacked. <laughs> yeah, totally it's like, jacked. whoa. Yeah. Like, yeah. no wonder you lift this weight. Like, it's almost like a Chinese lifter, like, yeah, walking around. Like, yeah, like, yoke, th yep. it's like, oh, they look strong. Yeah. Versus, like, you know, like, my favorite, my, my all-time favorite lifter, I just put this out, is Sir Marathi. Yeah. Ultimate dad bod. Yeah. And it's just like, and he just goes out there and he's like, oh, world record, back off. Yeah, like, and, and he does that thing out. with his face when he's like, going up. <laughs> like, the one eye, like, droops down, like, a, almost like he has bell palsy or yeah. something, but he doesn't. <laughs> it's just, he's so good. <laughs> I don't know. It's just silliness. I have a little bit of Bell's palsy. Do you? Yeah. Sometimes I think I do. I like look in the mirror and I'm like, why won't this side of my face do when what I, I want it to? When I smile, my one side doesn't fully, I have to like <laughs> focus on it. Do you like just look at Thor then as like your, your strength? He's my leader. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man. No, I don't, Earl. No? <laughs> I, I was just thinking. He's like... I'm like, that's one person who's like, I could imagine like a middle school kid, yeah. like making fun of someone because of that, like that happening. And he just, but then I imagine like this huge mountain of a man just having that same like affliction and like, I'd wonder if you say that to him, <laughs> you know, and that's like one of my favorite things about trolls. Yeah. Because I, I think you're a troll, but you're an IRL troll. Yeah. Um, and I think if we brought up some athletes. Indie Racing League? Yeah, sure. <laughs> but, like, the thing is, how do I say it? The internet? Yeah. You never have to be worried about getting punched in the face over that right. anymore, yeah, yeah. right? That's true. Like, that is true. I think what's, that's actually what stinks is, like, in today's age, I say this sounding like a boomer, who, that, that's a whole other discussion. <laughs> we were talking about um, you you can get away with saying things that you would have used to get punched in the face, and now if you punch somebody in the face, you actually have to be fearful that they like have a gun on them or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like sort of stinks. It's like, but at the same time, I think the internet does a decent job at moderating that type of action. Here and there. Yeah, here I, and there. The best way is just stay off the internet. Well, but yeah, no, don't do that. Keep watching yeah. our videos. I'm just kidding. Microdosing success. Yeah. You know, with success though, like, how do you see success in other forms? Like, because we're talking about athleticism, you know. But like, what about your person 
who's the you talking about Haley as a seventh grader? Yeah, a lot of your weightlifters were that young when they came. How did you start? And I think your boy Nick is really a big story with this yeah. too. He started what sixth grade here, fifth grade, end here? of fifth grade, yeah. end of fifth grade. How do you? Where it's not really the lift so much, but it's the behavior. Yeah, I think that's establishing the accountability. If you can establish accountability that's external from parents, okay, um, then then they're held accountable. And what happens is when you when you can alter their behavior to like you know using Nick as an example from training you know from not training at all and coming in the end of fifth grade. And, and he's super quiet, doesn't really talk, to being like, all right, you gotta come four days a week, and telling that to his parents in front of him, and he's like, okay, I'll do it. And the thing was, there was never a question. He was coming four days a week, and it's like, once, once he would, and if, if he would miss, he'd be like, yo, where are you? Or any, any kid, where are you? Why aren't you coming in to train? Right. So then the, the success becomes the habit. It's, it's showing up four days a week in sixth grade, in seventh grade, that's the habitual success yeah. of I'm getting here, and 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 it's like telling them why they're successful for being there, and then and the thing is, is like that that step in the door is success because it's it's hard, and yeah. and the thing is, is that now success is directly linked to something that is very, very challenging. Right. And so it's like, all right, for me to be successful, I have to do something very difficult. And when that becomes a, a link in their mind, then all of a sudden it's easy. It's like, yo, for me to be successful at anything, I have to do really hard stuff. Right. And I think that's the biggest thing with Nick was like, it was just changing that behavior to, to recognizing like, all right, your habit now is that you've got to come in and train. Yep. You know, and then, and, and you don't see a benefit till really eighth or ninth grade. It's like we talk about, we started with microdose and success. Now it's like it's habit forming, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it becomes habitual. You learn how to do it. So, and it's essentially just the act of showing up is the first skill that's yes. being taught. Like, well, and, and, and I was actually thinking about this while, while I was describing Nicholas in fifth, sixth grade, seventh grade, you know, and what. And and you know he started to see success from weights and all that stuff. That's that that's that helps with this. But I was even thinking about the habitual thing all the way to last year when Haley went to Pan Am's in April. One of the big changes was we we got a sauna because I wanted to prepare for her going to the Dominican Republic where it was going to be really really hot. And a win for her was training. And then four days a week, going into the sauna at 165 degrees okay. Fahrenheit and, and getting that. Dealing that, with that. Yeah, and I think that that was a, a habitual win towards success because she had to change her schedule, adapt to that, that stressfulness of changing your schedule as an adult. Right. And now <laughs> having to rewire your brain and your, and your planning and everything, and now you're bringing that, that extra form of recovery slash stimulation or forceful adaptation into your program and now that's a success now you go down there and it's a success because you're changing your habit but it's also for her in that case a success because she knows she can deal with the heat yeah yeah and 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 that's what's going to happen with with someone like nicholas or somebody anybody who changes their their schedule at a young age it becomes easier at an older age to adapt right. to everything you establish it sooner yeah yeah it's yeah. like and, and you know you're in college or you know nicholas is going to be the a starting running back at Penn State, right? 
Yeah. And he might have he might have to change his schedule. And he might have to deal with uh, some crazy thing happening, and it's not going to bother him. because Yeah, because he, he knows how to do it. He's yeah. been doing it. Since he was in fifth grade. Right, the majority of his life right. at this point. Yeah, like, 100%. That's normalized. Yeah. So, like, almost, I, I guess then what I'm hearing from you is when, as you microdose the success and, like, just showing up to start, it becomes a normal habit that's just part of who you are and how you sort of behave. Yeah. And you just understand it's all these little things that add up, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're starting a running back here. Yeah. You're getting a gold medal somewhere else. Right, right. And even if it's not necessarily that, maybe it's a promotion at your job. Yeah, whatever it is. Maybe it's like, I don't know, getting 100,000. Well, that's not the goal, but yeah. that's been done. Right, right. YouTube I, subscribers, right? Right. I, I think that that's like a... I, 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 it's not that I hate self-help books. I think they can just be very, very misleading to people, and there's poor application. But to steal from self-help books, if you're literally looking at every single day that you wake up, like, how can I get better today? And then how can I get better in my training? How can I put, you know, how can I treat my wife or spouse or friend or brother or sister better than I did yesterday? And then you go through, and when you do it, you're just like, yeah, I did it. Yeah, like like, like you, you get you're the, happy. You accomplish something. Yeah, you, get you the did win. something. It's like you know, I'm gonna go home and be like, dude, today I did this, this, and this, and it's like little, little tiny things <laughs> yeah. that I did that I thought about that I'm like, well, I didn't think I was gonna Just do that. Just climb the hill. Yeah, I always think of this is silly, even though I always think of Sisyphus, like. I'm just constantly pushing that boulder up, and yes. regardless of how often I keep pushing it up, it's coming back down yeah. the next day. And like, <laughs> you just better keep putting the work in. And like, people like sometimes I feel that story's told is like, oh, be warned. And I'm thinking more like, dude, have that type of resolve. Yeah, 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 <laughs> like, constantly with every little thing. Yeah. I think that's. I think with. I I even think that to a point with. That, that's what makes the, the weightlifting movement so beneficial is because it forces challenging adaptations cognitively, okay? Yeah. So it's like you have this established pattern. Yeah. And for you to change it, you have to deal with the ego blow of lowering <laughs> yeah. the weight and forcefully changing the movement pattern in hopes that down the line it's yeah. a bigger result. And it's like it's such this it's such a horrible thing to deal with. But it's what makes people so good at various things is that ability to handle that that challenge, that type of challenge. And that's what makes it learning weightlifting movements in sports performance forces athletes like football players, like wrestlers, like field hockey players, lacrosse players to change how they think, and then it completely opens this, it's like, it's like, oh my gosh, it's like the, the, this whole world opens once they have the aha moment of like, wow, I don't just have to try as hard as possible, I can actually have a positive impact by changing my technical movement or technical pattern or positioning yep. on the field, and now you start to more equate- More successes. Yeah, yeah, more and more success. And then all of a sudden, and then you realize, like, look, once you get to a certain point, well, I got to change this to make this better, and it might take a little bit of time. I've got to, I've got to deal with my ego blow. I yeah. got to take a step back, analyze everything, 
put in the work and get more success. Especially if they come here and train. Yeah. Because most of the girls and are stronger like, than them. And the high school boys <laughs> yeah. and the junior high boys, like yeah. you gotta deal with it. Like yeah. it it's a I always love talking to my wife about this because she tells me I'm strong. I go, yeah, but the people I lift around are way stronger. Like, you have no idea. <laughs> I, I think that, that's like a, I don't know, I think, that's a, I think that's a character trait to people who do train here is that they're constantly reinforcing a, they're either being really challenged or they're being very successful. And it's every day they're, they're successful. Even if they break down on the platform and they cry their eyes out on that specific day, they're still going to be more successful because they're, they're learning. Why did they, why did they break right, down? Right, right. What was the breakdown? That sounds like a, a reflective piece then, too, yeah. comes in. Yeah, and I for know sure. You, you talk about that. You do that with your athletes, too. Yeah. Like, you reflect on the competition. You reflect on the block and training. You ask them to say, how do I feel? So you get that feedback to go into things. So, like, there's another part to it then. To have success, like, you have to look back at what you did and be honest and critical even, too. Like, you can't just all pat yourself on the back with everything. Yeah, like, you have to sit there and say, what yeah. did I miss? Right. What could I have done better? And I think that that's also the, the biggest thing is, like, as a coach, then I've got, okay, we were successful on the surface at this competition but or at this event or at this meet or whatever it is, but what could I have done better to initiate more success? Because ultimately, for us to be happy in life or for us to be happy as athletes, and the happier our athletes are, the more they're going to train. And it's just like employees. Guess what? <laughs> if my employees are paid really well, they're going to work better. Oh, That's how it works. Incentives help, right? Yeah, incentives are amazing. So <laughs> Throw that carrot out there yeah, for negotiating. <laughs> and, and get them to be happier. And it's the same thing with athletes. If athletes are happy... They're going to come in and they're going to train harder and they're going to be more motivated and they're going to, they're going to be able to deal with those massive roadblocks for yeah. longer periods of time because they've learned that eventually there's, there's light at the end of the yeah. tunnel. You know, so I think that that's Man. the big success story. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I think, I think we, we got that one pretty decent. I think it's like, I think the, the overarching, maybe this will be the thesis here, is like the overarching... Uh, lesson is going to be what you have to define that success and I think that's where a lot yeah. of athletes and a lot of coaches screw up is they never define what is success and this is something that I'm even learning as a parent what does it mean to raise your child what do you want right, your kid? Right. like nobody ever thinks that they just have kids <laughs> yeah but it's like what do you want your kid to be like so I have a very simple definition of success okay with as a parent it's real simple okay. The sooner my child is able to not need me yes. to survive in the world, yep. the better I, I've done. That's probably the best. Or thing. prepared them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, that could be money with a job, right. pay, knowing how to pay their bills and everything like that. Like, yeah. that's like my big goal with them. I think and, that's, like, I think I've been, I've been a, a parent for most of my life now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that that's, but that's the same, to me, it's the same as athletes. It's like, the sooner, I, this is a good example, because I've always, you know, bringing up Haley, I've always babied her, right? Because uh, she trained since such a young age. So I've always been like somewhat protective and given her a lot of, of uh, I guess giving her a lot of attention, really, because she's always done exactly what I've asked her. Right, right. It's like the model student. Like, yes, yes, exactly. You don't create drama or stress in my life. You're easy to deal with. So I, I'll give it to you. Yeah. You know, so, so one of the big things for me has been, uh, 
with her and with other athletes, with throwers and stuff, has been able to travel as much as, as I have traveled and know that they're going to be okay. Like, yeah. They don't need me here all the time. Like They know when I'm gone, when I'm at the Olympics yeah. for two, three weeks, they can deal with it. They know at the trials... Like I, you know, they they could deal with it. And the thing is, that's a huge victory for athletes as well, and for coaches is to get to that point. But also, still know your kids. Your kids will always come back to you. Right, right, right. But they can do it without without you. Yeah. But and that's the same thing as a coach. Uh, The the best coaches are the ones that the athletes can go without. But they also know they they always will will use them as a resource or as that that major guide in their yeah. in their life. It's like as a parent, I can say that one more like I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. But still like Yeah, absolutely. If you want to go out to California while I'm still here and work whatever like job it is you get or whatever it is you want to pursue in life, go for it. Like right. you can call me in PA and hop on the plane. I'll gladly go out to Cali. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So those are the keys to success. Figure out define the keys to success and then make it a habit yeah make it a habit (laughs) how can you do it every single day how can you find some wins every single day so that you're not constantly running your head through the wall and i think that that's that's uh that's really the key to me for just that long-term happiness all the time every day peace